It is a truth universally I acknowledged. I have noticed my growing resemblance that to a gold daffodil. Does not glitter. Not how I would die. Not all. Though I had reason enough in the last few months. If you want to rebel, rebel exist, from inside the system. But because they tell us that dragons. I'm your host, Vicky, from Miss Vicky's Bookcase. Let's begin our story together. Hello and welcome to this month's roundup where I talk about all the books I've read the previous months to see if anything tickles your fancy. So last month I was taking a part in a fairly big readathon called Believeathon and that was all about reading middle grade books. Uh, if you don't know what middle grade is then that's ages really kind of like 6, 7 to about 12 years old and that's what they call middle grade. Now I have to say, the books I read during this month were absolutely amazing. There wasn't a book on my list that I wouldn't recommend and I have found so many new authors and so many new series that I'm kind of really excited to share all of it with you. So there was 13 prompts and I'm happy to say I read 12 out of the 13 books with the 13th being simply I just didn't have time to read that last book not that I DNF'd it or anything like that and what I'm going to do for these books is I'm going to read from my least favourite to my favourite books it kind of gets a bit woolly in the middle to the top because there are so many I really liked it was almost hard to choose now the only book I didn't read last month was The Haunting of Aveline Jones by Phil Hicks. I'm going to save this book for next year for October and I can read that. That seemed a more appropriate month really than November and I'm hoping that I'll enjoy that instead then. Now that we've got that out of the way we can jump into the rest of the books for the month and I'm going to start at book number 12 which was my least favourite out of the whole bunch. I'm not saying that it's really bad just by it being last on the list but it has to be said that you have to start somewhere and this happens to be the one that I didn't like as much as some of the others. And this book is Asher and the Spirit Bird by Jasbinda Bilan. Now I really liked different aspects of it. I like the fact that it was set in a different country. I think it's India I want to say that it's set in although it seems more likely border of India and somewhere else. I couldn't quite place it but it had wonderful colour, it had an interesting kind of mythology, mythological, sorry I can't say mythological today, it had mythological things in it that I wouldn't necessarily know about and enjoy and I really enjoyed it. All that different kind of mythology and I loved the spirit bird aspect and her grandmother helping her. What I really didn't like was the fact that she was a bit mean to her best friend because they said yes to something, then they changed their mind and you can totally understand where they've changed their mind and she's just really angry about it and resentful and to me that just really niggled on the real annoying side and she kind of does that a couple of times and I find that really, really frustrating. But other than that, it was a really enjoyable book and I do give that a solid four out of five. Moving on to number 11, we have The Land of Raw by Jenny McLaughlin. Now, I really enjoyed this book as well because I remember as a kid making up stories about my uh, imaginary world and I really enjoyed reading about The Land of Raw and what happens in it. I don't think it's one dimensional or anything like that I just again I found a little bit of irritation in the sister and the fact that she is growing up and it kind of made me feel sad a little bit but the whole world as a whole it was wonderfully scripted I really loved the grandfather he's so cool 
<laughs> he makes me laugh all the time throughout the, the book and what he's doing and the fact that the grandson actually looks up to his grandfather I also really like that and that kind of was a 3.5 to a 4 out of 5 so really enjoyable again next is number 10 and that is The Great Brain Robbery by P.G. Bell this is the sequel to The Train to Impossible Places and I really enjoyed this in a very odd way this is one of the first I read for the month and our protagonist has to uh, solve this puzzle and help save the troll city and I find the trolls really interesting. I really enjoyed the upside down city. I enjoyed all the different places she visited and I really like the fact that the baddie from the first book, well the baddie that was in the first book is in the second book but they're not really a baddie but they are but they're not. It's interesting. I really enjoyed that. And number nine, just so we can do it all together, is The Train to Impossible Places, which is the first one in the ser in that series. And in the first one, she basically ends up on this train and the train delivers parcels to all different kind of impossible places. And she delivers this parcel to a woman she thinks is a bad person, the baddie. And she basically steals the package back and it causes so much trouble and I find it all very interesting how all the trouble happens and there's some interesting twists and turns I don't really want to spoil it but I really enjoyed that if you like reading with your kids this is one of those that you can read together and you'll both be utterly enthralled by it and it's sequel The Great Brain Robbery they're both quite good they're almost equal in what I liked. Uh, it just happens that I think the train to impossible places is better than the great brain robbery. But again, they're still pretty high, like three and a half to four easily. Most of the books, I should say, spoiler alert, are the three to four um, stars category this month because they are actually so good. Moving on to number eight, and this was a bit of a surprise for me because I actually borrowed this book from the library way back in like March, April time, and it sat on the shelf for ages. And when the library reopened, I just took it back because I just didn't read it. And I actually re-picked this book back up because it has such a beautiful cover. I really enjoyed looking at it and I thought, Do you know what, I'm going to give it another try. And I'm so glad I did. And that book is Wild Spark by Vashti Hardy. Now, this is all about the fact that uh, there's a mechanism where ghosts can be put into these machines and they they don't become people. They, they make them into animals, but they're animals that can manipulate things, do workarounds, but they don't remember their former life. Now, in the book, the main protagonist really misses her brother because he died sadly and she kind of wants to find him and she thinks she can do that by pretending to be him because there was a bit of a mistake and she can find all the answers. And it had some great twists and turns in this again and I did not guess what was coming, if I'm honest, which really says a lot for me because I'm terrible at guessing endings. And it was so good. I really recommend it. I mean, make sure you get a copy that doesn't have holes in it, like my copy did. I had to take it back and tell the library service that they had a hole that looked like uh, a child had let their hands to nibble through it a little bit. But, you know, other than that, really enjoyable book. So that's number eight. Moving on to number seven, and that is Aru Shah and the End of Time by Roshari Chiosky. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to pause during that, but uh, I couldn't quite pronounce the name. 
And this is actually one of the ones that I read almost last for the month and I surprisingly really love this as well. It's full of Indian mythology and it's presented in a really modern way and I both liked and hated the character at the same time of Arusha. I really hated the fact that she just would constantly lie all the time but I loved her imagination on the other side of it and again it was all the Indian mythology which was surprisingly quite interesting. It sounds really bad but I've never really read about Indian mythology so it was really nice to have that kind of thing in a book and I thoroughly enjoyed it and I really enjoyed so many different aspects of the book. If you wanted adventure which features Indian mythology definitely go with Arusha and the good news is is that I think it's a quartet and I think it's actually finished so you can binge read the whole series in one go. If not, I think it's the last book is due at any time now. So you can basically binge read, which is fabulous. Moving on to number six, and this is the audiobook I listened to for this month, and that is The Wizards of Once by Cressida Cole. I can never pronounce her name. I'm so sorry. I'm just terrible with names. But anyway... This was fantastically read by David Tennant. I've never heard him do an audiobook before, but I have to say, spot on. I really enjoyed the talent that was the audiobook and the story wasn't bad either. Again, if you want something for your kids to listen to, the Wizards of Once series is fantastic. And again, there's loads of books in the series. This is all about two main protagonists, one from the Barbarians, one from Magic Users. And they kind of end up meeting in a very peculiar way and they have to save their clans, so to speak. And they do it in a really interesting way and kind of like the boy just reminds me of Arusha a little bit in that particular way that's what I didn't like but at the same time he's trying to big himself up because he has no self-confidence and I can understand where he's coming from this is a definite read if you liked how to train your dragon and I can definitely recommend the audiobook because oh man spot on I was fascinated and really enjoyed it I kind of binged listened to it that's how good it was to me so that is number six which means we're on to number five hurrah so this was one that I would never have picked up normally because I do like a mystery every so often but I really have to be in the mood for it and I kind of had heard things about this it was recommended on the Believerthon, and they sounded quite enthusiastic about it and that is Potkin and Stubbs by Sophie Green. Now this actually took me by surprise at how much I really enjoyed it and it was a definite solid four to four and a half for me and it's all about these two kids uh one's called potkin one's called stubbs you meet potkin who wants to be one of these uh investigative journalists i think is the best way of putting it and she stumbles upon a mystery and that is being stubbs who basically is dead and is a ghost and she wants to find him and his body and she kind of enlists the help of a private detective who is on the case but he's one of those down and out detectives who used to be the hero of the city but now he's kind of dropped and then you realize why and everything that happens and it's very cleverly done um it kind of was obvious kind of plot twist a little bit but I think I cheated and did read the end a little bit as well so that might have been why I kind of didn't find the plot twist so twisty that might be my own fault for reading the end I have a very bad habit of doing that because I kind of like to know what the end is like before I read the middle bit because you know, sometimes you just don't want to read all the way to the end. 
That sounds really bad as well. Anyway, moving on to number four. We're getting into the territory where I can't decide which one I like the most, really. Uh, So in some respects, some of these are not in a particular order, but hey-ho. Number four is Darkness of Dragons by S.A. Patrick. (sighs) This one I almost stopped reading because it was going so slowly and I was interrupted so many times reading this. I was very much on the hesitant side because I just was getting on with it and then all of a sudden it just powered off and I... (laughs) I was surprised again how much, you're going to hear this a lot, but I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. It's almost like the Pied Piper of Hamlin retelling, but in a very different sense. And I never kind of really liked the Pied Piper of Hamlin, but this one, I'm really interested to know what happens next because they have discovered that the Pied Piper of Hamlin is still alive and that he has a dastardly plot. And I kind of don't really want to say too much more than that because it's interesting that you see aspects of the past where they're capturing the Pied Piper and then you see the young boy now and he's trying to do his best to just survive and he's had his own I like the fact that he had hubris and that's why he left and he was so good and he also interestingly enough makes an interesting choice to do with his career as a pipist that I am actually in admiration for because he actually stuck to his guns. I don't like the way that he refused his situation and I think he realises that but I think that's where his hubris comes in because of his the way he refuses his position and it just goes downhill. This almost by the way almost reads as a YA but because of the age it's definitely still aimed at middle grade but I can see that easily flashing up to the YA depending on their age. I think if he was a little bit older definitely would be in the YA category but that's not a bad thing again. It's not as if it's bad. It just almost reads almost to the level of a YA if that makes sense and this is again a solid four to almost a four and a half on my list. So we're down to the top three. And at number three, we had Frostheart by Jamie Littler. Now, this was one that actually I kind of cheated a little bit because I was still reading him yesterday, which I know if you're wondering when I'm recording this, this is the second now. So I kind of finished it on the first. So technically it ran over from November to December. But since I only had like 100 pages to go, I'm still counting this as November. Now in Frostheart we find that people are basically banned from singing. They believe that those who are song weavers have been calling up all these monsters and it's their fault that they are covered in monsters and these monsters basically can eat them. The main protagonist basically gets kicked out of his uh, encampment I think is the best way to put it and he goes aboard the ship Frostheart where he has a series of adventures which culminates in him kind of understanding himself a little bit more and he is on his search for his parents as well so it's a nice little combo. I have to say again I really enjoyed where the author went with this and it was a really fun adventure and I'm trying to see if I can wrangle reading the second book in this series maybe this month. I don't think I can though, but we shall see. If I don't read it this month, I'm going to read it for Polathon, which is coming up, I think, in February next year, because it is definitely polar fantasy, because the whole world is covered in ice. This is a definite 4.5 for me for uh, just the world building, the protagonist, and just how all it works and all the twists and turns again. 
I'm surprised at what it turned out to be and I'm so glad there's a yeti in it because just having a yeti just sounds all nice and cuddly. I mean, I know he's a warrior, but still, cuddly? It'd be awesome. Anyway, so moving on to number two. Now, between two and one, basically there's not much difference because I equally loved them both. But I think the number two just slid backwards just slightly, just the teeny tiniest bit. And that is Tilly and the Book Wanderers by Anna James. Now, if you're my kind of age, you may remember The Page Master, which got made into a film many, many years ago with Macaulay Culkin. Yes, I do remember that it was him in it. And of course, featuring Patrick Stewart. Okay, I remember Patrick Stewart more because, you know, Star Trek. And it is, and it does have so many flavours of that. But at the same time, it doesn't. I really like the fact that she lives in a bookshop with her grandparents and basically her mother disappeared and she starts seeing fictional characters from different books that she loves and it does have kind of like a mystery as to where her mom has gone and things like that and I kind of really wish that I could go to this bookstore because it sounds so delightful and cosy and wonderful. Also the cake, I really like the thought of having cake, I think it's because I can't have cake at the moment don't worry, Christmas is coming and I'm so having cake. But anyway, and I really liked the personality of this young girl and it was so much fun to read all about how she kind of comes to understanding about what a book wanderer is and the fact that there's an underlibrary under the British Library. That is so awesome. I'm trying not to gush too much. And I fully admit I've already ordered the sequel to it and I think there's a third one that has only just come out and I, as soon as I finish the second one I'm going to get the third one. I enjoyed it that much and this was a definite five out of five for me. I just enjoyed all the references and it made me want to think about what fictional book character would I want to meet if they could come to life? So I may just do that in a later podcast because I think it would be really interesting to discuss who you'd like to meet. Anyway, that's for another time. So overall, it's a fantastic book. I really recommend it again. Oh, actually, the book is so gorgeous as well. So there's that double whammy as well. So this leads us to number one. And what is my number one? It is The School for Good and Evil by Simone Chayangi. I think that's how you pronounce it anyway. And I really love this because the main protagonist, well, there's two of them actually, one who believes that she is so good that she's going to go to the school of good and she kind of befriends the other one. Her name is Agatha and she thinks that Agatha is going to go to the school for evil because she lives in a graveyard. She's got like dark hair. Things don't go well for her and she kind of likes the kind of depressing colours whereas our other protagonist, loves pink fluffy things, she has a beauty regime, she's gorgeous and I find her particularly funny because she is so obviously selfish and only out for what she can get and I find it really funny that they actually have their places swapped where Agatha goes to the school for good and the other one whose name for some reason I can't remember what it is, I did read this first for the month so I'm a bit hazy on what her name is but I found her deliciously enjoyable because she doesn't want to be bad and she's trying to get herself over to the good side and she thinks it's been a total mistake that I find it really interesting that what happens and 
There are six books in this series and I have to say again this is something that I've ordered and I'm waiting for it to come and I'm so glad there are six books because I think this is going to be so much fun because I just like her twisted sense of good because if it's good for her then obviously it's good for everybody if it's not good for her it's not so good for everybody so it's a lot of fun and that's why this again is a solid five out of five because she isn't this perfect goody two-shoes who actually believes in doing good I mean I would love it if she actually believed in doing good I think of little Lord Fauntleroy if I'm honest if I think of doing good or even Heidi which I've just finished reading that's a bit of a bizarre one as well but they act so good that it's a little bit false whereas in this book her goodness is false and it looks false a little bit but at the same time she still has a good heart and I really like that. So this is my roundup for the month that was the last one I hope you've enjoyed listening to it and it's given you some inspiration as to what you could read in the future months or you've been able to write some of these onto your TBR list I highly recommend all of them they were all so good and I can't wait to read the sequels because I think 99% have sequels so I'm pretty excited for that. I hope you have a good weekend I'm certainly going to have one as I get to see my family and hopefully you'll have a good weekend till we meet the next time bye Morpork, Pearl of Cities people really are this like houses is not with vast rooms and tiny libraries rooms. were full of ideas perhaps the most dangerous she delighted in the smell of the ink, the rough feel of the paper. Had commented once that Neil had a gift for making someone by children is not a good children's story. Weak-minded, refused to be influenced by literature and poetry.